Hello there. You're listening to Shay's Bills Podcast. And here's your host, Shilano. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. As you know, I'm Shalan, aka Shay. Hi, how are you? So, this week's episode um, it is about the women's UEFA's football Euros um, tournament that happened back in July. I know it is August now, but I had a bit of an issue trying to get into my uh, ACAST web. I kept forgetting my password, so I was waiting to reset that. So I'm sorry you had to wait a week and or two to get this episode out there. As I said, today's episode is about UEFA. Um, we're just basically going to crack in because I have a lot to say about this. Especially, it was on for a whole month, so I was happy. Um, we got a full month of football and it was even televised not just in the UK, here in Ireland. Shocker, emote, uh, like with the hands uh, on the cheeks, like the screaming, uh, painting, whatever you want to call it. But yes, I was very surprised uh, and very happy to see that RT had put on the women's football uh, for the whole month, actually. They shared every single match on TV. Um, luckily, I was being able to watch it on the player when I was gaming until the final. Um, I watched it on BBC uh, Sport because it was Alex Scott was on the panel. But it was fantastic to see so many Irish um, previous players, women and male, um, commentating and um, being on the panel for the Irish Football uh, Panel League for that month. So let's crack on straight in, heading like a header, scoring a goal into this episode. Let's go. The kids are all right. This is the proudest moment of my life. Listen, the legacy of this tournament is the change in the society. Quote from Leah Williamson herself of this tournament. Of course, the football season of UEFA is over for another year thanks to some outstanding play by some of the top athletes from the European nations, including Spain, Germany, France and the host, of course, England. The UEFA Women's Women's Championship was held for the 13th time this year. The tournament was held in England, of course, and initial dates were from the 7th of July to the 1st of August last year in 2021. But however, due to COVID, it was postponed for 2022. So it started from July 2022 for 2022 till 31st of August this year. Now, England hosted the competition last time in 2005. Uh, there was just eight teams participating that time and it is the second season following the additional of 16 teams this year for the season. Well, I keep saying season, I say tournament, I mean. Uh, the teams that were involved this year was England, Germany, Denmark, Norway, Sweden, France, Belgium, Iceland, were among the 16 teams competing. Uh, along with that, there was Spain, Finland, Austria, Switzerland, Italy, Ireland, Northern Ireland, Russia. But due to the conflict of Ukraine, Russia was disqualified from the com- qualifying from UEFA because of the war. And due to this, Portugal was served the replacement team for the matches in the f- four groups. 
Now let's talk about the locations of the matches. The first game was at Old Trafford, the home of Manchester United, where the host England started the first match of the tournament. Uh, following other locations in the UK, the academy stadiums were in like Sheffield, Southampton, Brighton, Hove, Milton Keys, home of Formula One, along as well the captain of England, Leah Williamson. Uh, London, Brentford Stadium, Rotterdam, Ham, I presume, Rotterdam, I presume that's the way you say it, Lee, uh, Manchester in Bradford, which is also the uh, Manchester City training football pitch, uh, also hosts the games with Wembley being the grand final for to end the football season of the tournament i keep saying this tournament <laughs> so let's take a look at the teams i was rooting for during the tournament spain i probably have been fairly more invested into that team for the last year and a half just because of the players una batil who plays for manchester united was called up to represent the country as well as the winner of the fifa balloon uh women's award their captain alexia polita um, along with that as well, Northern Ireland, first time ever to qualify for the Euros, um, competed for the first time, um, just only achieving a goal. Uh, unfortunately, they were in the bottom of their group, but just fantastic to see them there playing. And it was even lovely to see a small group of green jerseys in the sea of the crowd supporting Northern Ireland through it and it was fantastic to see despite the fact they didn't get there but also let's say be fair some of the players are only semi-professional some of them actually have a full-time job so just to get to play at this standard of football and quality of it it's fantastic to see for them along with that uh, we had Sweden because well they are Swedish <laughs> All jokes aside, the Swedish team were incredibly strong this year and finishing first in their group and facing England in the semi-finals is another team I was sporting at the time. With larger teams and more powerful, of course, were Germany and France. Surprisingly, France defeated the Netherlands, the 2017 Euro champions. But when France faced Germany, <laughs> what a game that was, uh, Germany's captain Pop scoring two goals to win the match for Germany. However, the French captain, Wendy Rengard, surprised everyone by missing a penalty. And as well as that, just missing, hitting the goalpost, I believe that was when the penalty happened. She missed the goal, uh, shooting it, making it wide. So she had two opportunities and it was wasted. For that, I was very, very surprised because, you know, she's quite... I mean, she plays for Lyon, so she, that's possibly the best team out in the whole of Europe right now. To see that happen was a bit disappointing throughout the year the month of course i was sporting spain and england yes i am irish <laughs> i'll explain why i was sporting england. don't worry uh, my heart broke when i heard that spain's captain alexia Paleta had been pulled out from an acl injury which means she wouldn't be playing for barcelona either who i support as well in the champions league and this season alexia deserved a special recognition as well being injured she stayed with her team at camp sat on the side of the sidelines of their games and supported them now when spain's first game was happening rt which is the television network here in ireland was playing the match the commentary of spain the commentator 
was commenting about when the team had their you know squad photo they do usually they had Alexia's um, jersey with her number on it and they took a photo in tribute to her dedicating their match to her the commentator said I don't get why they need to do that it's unnecessary for me I'm like okay one the team is playing without their captain and they had to get a new captain and that player probably wasn't ready or expecting to be captain so they're going to be on easy about that Two, we may not know what's going on behind the doors. You know, the Spanish team. Alexia has the potential to inspire this young team and players so much more, not just as a captain, but as a leader and a motivator. She clearly has the team support and we need to see more teams like that. Not just in the women's league, but as well as the men's. You know, she obviously has a big influential on them. So that's probably why they did it. So I didn't agree with that commentator's um, comments about that at all. Mm-mm. I was like, why would you say that? That's rude. Of course, Germany and England advanced to the final. It was iconic that England, the hosts, were in the final. But England has a strong team. For that, I'm going to give you the reasons why I was supporting them for the whole tournament. <laughs> So the reasons I supported England, one is the captain, it's Leah Williamson. Um, if anyone doesn't know, I support Arsenal Women, she plays there. Um, along as that, I am a massive supporter of her since her career started, I think, when she first got called up to the main team uh, of Arsenal as well as England Women at the time. Two, their team is extremely strong and possibly the strongest I've seen them in a few years of watching women's football. Along with that, seeing some of the players I would watch in the women's league, that's number three point. Uh, obviously rooting for Alessia Russo, Bette Mead and Mary Earps. Um, also, can we just talk about Alessia Russo with that goal of the year in that term, that back flick literally going in? What a goal. Saved by Linda. Oh! Oh! Wow! I wasn't expecting that. I'm pretty sure no one else was. I thought she might not even score, but she did. And honestly, I think it's that itself. It's iconic. Of course, when the final was happening, that was on the 31st of August. Uh, Where was I? I was in a local sports bar in my city, watching the football with a friend. Uh, trying to book my holidays with her to uh, our trip away uh, in September at the time. Um, when we came in, it, Formula, was, Formula 1 was on. So uh, I did mention to the staff, I was like, any chance we could put the football on? <laughs> Actually, they were very kind. They did put it on for me. And then next thing, after the F1 was finished and other matches um, were finished, there was actually... Um, it was actually nice to see that there was the Kerry women, I think, were playing uh, their All Ireland GAA football final, or and a small group of lads, like young fellas in their twenties, uh, were literally cheering and supporting. Like, come on, come on, you can do it! Like the Kerry women, like supporting them and clapping and actually celebrating women's football uh, in GAA, which is fantastic to see as well. Along with that, watching the football, it was pretty intense. I, I, I. 
I we had a dessert tea like during halftime. We were like, I need I need something. I know, I couldn't drink because I was driving, so I was being responsible. But I was like, Jamie Mac, what a match! And I did get a few dirty looks because I cheered for England. But you know what? I don't care. I had my reasons why I was supporting them, so they can just look at me, and I'm like, don't care, don't care. Sorry, sorry. Um. <laughs> <laughs> just be honest okay so of course when chloe kelly scored a goal i mean what a moment that was and of course in that moment i cheered for them don't care what anyone said um another moment i actually found funny was to see was toon and rosso trying to read the germans tactics notes just five to ten minutes before the match finished nearly uh, obviously it was in german so they wouldn't have clearly get it but like they pulled the pl- this paper out of the player to see out of the german's hands to see what it was <laughs> like, what that's gonna be like a meme somewhere eventually of course the other memorable moment was chloe kelly's celebration after scoring the goal which was she did earn a yellow card <laughs> due to it because it is a rule which is for both men and women is basically if you take your shirt off you get a yellow card but actually, someone did tweet about it. Um, it was an archer called Lucy Ward. She shared a tweet which received a lot of likes, which is great. She quote said, This image of a woman shirtless in a sports bra, hugely significant. This is a woman's body, not for sex or display, but for the sheer pleasure of what she can do and the power and skill she possesses. Wonderful. Hashtag lionesses. To be fair, also, like Chloe Kelly wouldn't be in there at all because... The year before, she tore her ACL. So the massive retreatment and recovery and to get her body back to full health to play on the squad as well is fantastic and, you know, very admirable. And hopefully the same with Alexia Pulitas. She can do the same. Um, she's already recover- um, doing recovering. I saw on her Instagram story during the week. She's back in Barcelona doing some... She's now walking without a crutch, which is good. So she obviously had the operation. There's a bit of a scar in her knee, but sure, that's minor. So yeah, it's all on the road to recovery for her. So hopefully that will be sorted soon. Along with that, there was an article from Ali Head from MarieClaire.co.uk, if I'm correctly saying it. I'll put the link in. She said, women are all too often judged recluded and sexualized in sport just last week comments underneath a just ease tiktok ad goes back to the good old days when women didn't play not only that but they often subject arctic and outdated uniform rules during the european championships last year the norwegian women's beach handball team which were fined for wearing shorts not because because they're supposed to be wearing bikini bottoms despite the men's beach team handball team have always been wearing shorts and apparently they can't wear that because it's a uniform hmm. yeah we won't go there that's another episode another day that's all i'm going to say But for the final, the atmosphere was completely different um, since any other football league I've seen from to the Women's World Cup, I think even, which was 20, 
2019. Was that 2019? Yeah, 2019. My God. Uh, obviously, it was welcoming and inclusive as young families were able to mingle without fear of being attacked or verbally abused compared to like men's football. <laughs> a record for both men and women's European Championships surpassing the men's in 1964 final, which was 79,115 people watched Spain play the Solvic Union in Madrid. Also, overall, the tournament attendance finished with 574,875 across the past three weeks. So, the overall number of people were at that final was 87,192. I don't know if I read that already, but I think I didn't. Most of the WD previous record, which was 240,055 in 2017. And that was in the Netherlands at the time. Uh, it was the day when the football showed that it still can take place in an atmosphere or of civil civility. Why am I struggling with this word? My God. Anyway, there was no nonsense or any annoyance off the pitch. There, were, the game was played without the rage and ego that has become a regular feature in men's football. That's not just to say the final wasn't hotly contested. Both teams threw themselves into challenges, prompting Ukrainian referee Katalivina Molozida. I cannot say that name. I'm so sorry. Uh, to issue f- five yellow cards for excessive physicality and fouls. But there was a refreshing honesty to see that the acceptance of officials were in charge and had the final say, rather than a parade of players ready to argue with or berate them. They took it not and walked away like they should like they should along with that i was totally unaware that the all and the all female raf fly pass um would have graced the skies uh, above Wembley on sunday evening for the start of the match i saw it but i didn't actually didn't know they were all women so that's pretty cool that's pretty cool that's yo that's that that's nice it's like maverick top gun with um phoenix uh, I, I why i mentioned that is because i went i watched it during the week don't know why i said that but yeah that's the episode really what it's yeah it's fantastic and you know um it was a, a really good month of sports obviously this month is august it's the european athletics championships personally not my thing I'm seeing clips. Ireland's doing not too bad. That's good. The I think it's the Netherlands are doing pretty well at the moment. So the Dutch seem to be good at everything now, really. <laughs> Formula One. Athletics football. I don't know anything else what they do, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you so much for listening to the episode. Uh, make sure to follow me on everything on my social medias. Also, follow Judge. He's the editor of this uh, episode now. Uh, for And podcast episodes, hopefully, for the future of Shea Spills. Hopefully, he will get paid eventually. I will pay him. Don't worry. Um, also, roll on to the Women's World Cup. That's next year. Can you believe it? It's going to be in 2023. And it's going to be in New Zealand and Australia. Goodness me, I, I I hope I can get tickets. I want to go. Problem is time zones and time differences for football games if I am watching from home. That's going to be tricky because it's going to be very early. Matches. Like the Rugby World Cup was, wasn't it? In Tokyo? Was it two or three years ago? I can't remember. 
year that was. But anyway, enjoy your time. Uh, thanks for listening to the episode. I will be back soon enough. With that, see you guys all in. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks for listening to Shay's podcast. Make sure to follow Shay's Builds podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Shay's Builds Pod and Shay's Builds Podcast. And check out Chilano on your socials at Chilano.